On this episode, we celebrate National Anti-Bullying Month with the founder of the Tiny Be Mighty National Movement landing on the Fireside Chat. Tara Lynn Towns is here to see if she can get you off the anti-bullying fence. Plus, want to master your privacy? Well, security expert Fred McGee is here to share with you three ways you can guard your privacy. And are HBCUs in danger? Dr. Trey Curry seemed to think so, and he wants you to just come on home. All that and more on today's episode. Off the Fence with Fence starts now. I turn it on and I leave it on. Broadcasting around the world on the World Wide Web. This is Off the Fence with Finch. All I can say is wow. I'm addicted to this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I have here with me the illustrious. Did I say your name right? Is it Tara or Tara? It's Tara. Tara. Okay. <laughs> You know, it, it's it's southern. We it could be either way. Tara, Tara, you, <laughs> Tara you never Lynn, know. Tara Lynn, you can't get any more southerners. Tara Lynn, yes, yeah. So let's talk about your movement, Tiny Be Mighty. First of all, I want to know how you came up with that name. You know how I came up with it because I have a son who has dwarfism. He was my inspiration behind the book, the mission, the cause. But he's so mighty but he's so little. And I just, I have this little joke and I said, God couldn't put him in a big body with that big personality. This would have been too much for us. So he had to make him look a little. All right, all right. So <laughs> how, how long, this movement has been sweeping the nation. I read a lot about it this Thank week. You. And we're actually, today in this month of October, it is National Anti-Bullying and Dwarfism Month, right? Yes, absolutely. Right. Both of our causes. Our nonprofit um, 501c3 has two causes. Okay. Uh, and they, and it's um, anti-bullying and it's dwarfism awareness. And okay. so it's funny, funny that both causes, this is the month that both of our causes fall in. So it's really cool. It's kind of ironic how that happens, right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so how long have you been doing this movement and with your son? I've seen you have you have traveled around the world. You've talked to a host of people and you guys have a lot of exciting things upcoming. So let's talk about yes, that for a do. second. Okay. So how long we've been in establishment since 2017. Um, we've been on the mission before we got our status about a, maybe six months before we got our status. So almost, but almost four years that okay. we've been yeah, on the mission. Okay. Okay. Now you guys are developing a, I call it cutting edge technology. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> are you ready to talk about that to the people all over the I world? Am, right now? I am. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. Well, um, one of the things that we also do in our mission is uh, we support families who have lost children between the ages of seven and 14 due to bullying. So these children committed suicide because as a result of bullying. Okay. And so we we designed an app that it's called the Bullying Buddy. So I can't give away all of the details because it wouldn't be unique. Um, we're in a testing phase right now for the next few weeks and then it will be open to all of you guys. It's cutting edge because it not only gives a reporting station for um, the children who are experienced in this, it's a resource and support center for the parents. And it's also a resource and support center for the parents who have lost children. There's really nothing out there for them, but it saves lives 
because mm -hmm. it stops the action in its tracks. Now we can't tell how it's going to do that just yet, just but it yet. does do not not yet. A few weeks. Okay. You have to have me back. You have to have me back on when when we release it to the world. Um, okay. But seriously, it really, really does. It's it's super cutting edge, and it's going to do a lot of things. It's going to come back. You know, the six types of bullying. The cyberbullying has um, tripled. It's skyrocketing right now because the kids are at home doing their studies with online school, but they still are kids and they're still bullying other kids. And so they're doing it at home. We have something for that too. So we have something to protect the schools, something to, something to protect the children, and then a resource for parents. Because I always get this question, what do I do? Like when I've reported to the school and they won't do anything about it, parents who lost children, some of them have said, to, I didn't even know this was going on. I wish I had, you know, like proof, the right. pictures, the videos, hint, hint. This will provide an avenue for all of those concerns and questions to be answered and not only answered, addressed. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, what are some of the uh, statistics that surround bullying? Uh, a lot of people don't really know how to identify if they're being bullied or if their children is being bullied. So give us some of the uh, statistics that surround bullying. Well, some of the statistics are um, an average of 5,000 children in our country, the United States, between the ages of seven and 14 commit suicide. Around 5,000 are reported, though. Half of them have been tied to bullying. So I say this. I said reported, and this is why our app is going to support that, too. But there are a lot of people who don't speak up about it because they don't even know that they can they don't even know who to talk to about it. It's in the news really quickly when their child, you know, commits suicide. And then it's out there at just as quick as it comes in. Why? It's a huge embarrassment to everyone, to the nation, yeah. to everyone. So um, once again, this app will, will take care of that. But an average of when children were in school, an average of 160,000 children miss school every single day prior to COVID. 160,000 children every day. I was about to confirm. You you mean one six zero yep. with another one, a six, comma zero. and a couple zeros behind yes, that. Yes, I do. 160,000 children miss school every single day because they're afraid to go to school because they are being bullied. That's, first of all, even the 5,000 that commit suicide per year and a half. So let's just what we're going to take it down to 2,500. Can I just say that one seven-year-old leaving this world because they are being bullied or feel like they're not supported by anyone and just on this mission by themselves is too much for me. So the CDC, it's, it's not an alarming amount to them enough to put policies and procedures that are mandatory in place, but we have something for that too. So we do have policies and procedures that we're pushing for. We have a curriculum that we have to implement in the schools that couples the app. And we have definitely been meeting with a lot of state representatives that say, hey, when this is done, when this is out, we would love to support you in this because I didn't right. even know that someone seven years old in my state took their lives because they were bullied. Now, are you are you finding uh, any resistance in this movement? Absolutely not. I ha I mean, we're, we're blessed thus far. Mm. Um, have, even on the political level, no. On the the schools, they're very they're open. 
because they're liable for our children when our children are in school. And so this liability can become a, a serious liability if something happens to where they're liable financially. So right. once again, this is we're trying to cover everyone because I believe the, the root and source is not the bully. That's what people want to say. Oh, I don't like bullies. Oh, they're children, guys. The kids, the right. children. Right. So we need to remember that fact that they are. And then we, the adults, need to support them. And if you don't know how to support them, then your political, you know, um, your political state, your your laws, your agendas, your policies and procedures, those need to be put in place so that there's protocol for the schools and people who have children in their care, even home, even home, even children being at home, cyberbullying is like three times worse than what it was. And it was already at 60%, which is really insane to me. And this is inside of COVID. We've had a suicide attempt inside of COVID. I can't once again go into the details about the families that we support because it's just a lot of you know, red tape that's involved in that. But I can say that a little girl has attempted and almost succeeded it's, it's just, a, it's, it's a disheartening story. Her story is on, on Facebook, you know, her mom posted it, but we're in contact with them. And it's just really, it's more than sad. It's more than, it's an epidemic is what it is. It's, it's a complete epidemic. We have a pandemic going on and we've had an epidemic that's kind of been pushed under the rug. And now we still have children feeling like they want to leave the planet. It's increased too, because your home with COVID going on. So now right. you're home, you're bored, you know, it just makes it worse. You're bored, then you're being cyber bullied. And this is through text messaging online, they post pictures online. So a lot of people don't know what is cyber bullying. This is what it is. Taunting text messages, pictures that you would never want anyone to see, put online, thing lies said about you. And it's like blasted to classmates and your peers. That's and awful. So you're saying kids are doing these things? Yes, I'm saying kids are doing these things. Just think that this is middle school. Now we have high school, we have college. I mean, we do. We have all of the ages and we have it all covered um, by grades and age within the app. But middle, we focus on the middle schoolers because people can't wrap their head around a seven-year-old right. hanging themselves from a bed or a closet because this is how they're doing it unfortunately. Um, and so just think if the person who was victimized is seven and they did that, well, guess how old their peers are, right? They have to be in the same age group. So right. seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. Yes, they are doing this. They are capable and they are getting away with it right now. <laughs> now, now, <laughs> Now, there are some adults watching this. <laughs> what is in place for adults who are getting bullied? Because I've heard these numbers uh, uh, many, many years ago. Uh, I did an anti-bullying thing for the Special Olympics in Lansing, Michigan. And I was mm -hmm. perplexed by the percentage of not just kids, but adults right. that are being Absolutely. bullied as well. So, um are you seeing a, a vast and a difference in the numbers between the two? No, I'm seeing that 
I like to say this about the adults being bullied and who they're being bullied by. If you don't catch them right now, guess what they do? It's, it was never addressed. So of course, they're going to grow up to do the same behavior. So we have corporate bullying. I get a lot of you know people reaching out. Wait about a minute. That Wait a minute. Corporate bullying. Oh, I get corporate bullying. E I get emails and messages on my LinkedIn. Like, do you have a law firm that would help me against? I'm like, no, not yet, guys. <laughs> We're working <laughs> on the kids. <laughs> but I want to say this. There's phase two of our app. And phase two is for adults. And I'll just leave it at that. So we do uh -huh. have something. Yes, we do have something. So, yes, there is corporate bullying um, that goes on, you know, in the workplace. And the numbers are alarming. I mean, it's the whole thing is alarming, but it's just because it's not being addressed. It can really be addressed. And I want to take it back to I'm a developmental specialist and therapist. Okay. The pre-operational pre stage of development and human development and human behavior happens around two and three. So we're hitting it in middle school when that that characteristic is kind of manifested and already performing for years. You, you see, so if we go back to redirecting this behavior, like I, people say, what are the signs? I mean, how do you know? I have my next book is called, Are You Raising a Bully? And it gets very deep into what to look for in this stage of development. So yes, kids will be kids. Kids will definitely, um, you know, fight their siblings and, and put, cotton in the cat's ear and of course they do that <laughs> but i'm talking about like literal aggression like when you see a child not only put the the cotton in the cat's ear but when you see them pick them up by their neck or drag them across the floor or drag their baby sibling across the floor please don't put these videos up on on youtube thinking it's funny when your child is dragging animals by it that that is not funny it's really not and it shouldn't get any likes because this is the characteristic of someone who violates mm -hmm. intentionally, even though they're two and three. Oh, it's intentional. A bully, the psychology of a bully, he's intentional. He picks his victim. I like to call it the receiver because we want to empower these children who are, are the receivers of the bully, but he picks them. So these are children who primarily are quiet, kind of to themselves, but the bully gains his control because true truthfully underneath everything he is just someone that needs power to make him feel secure because he's insecure so he's learning this behavior obviously from maybe movies maybe this going on in his home maybe an older sibling this is why i like to talk to parents 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 because your older siblings tease to the point sometimes where it's not even funny anymore. We're gonna have teasing, right? We're gonna have tussling, sibling rivalry. But when someone is made to feel uh, powerless because they're getting this done, even if it is another child at home, it needs to be addressed. Now you talked about raising a bully. Yeah. Now you know good and doggone well. Parents are not gonna admit that they are actually raising a bully. So what are some of the things you think parents can look at to identify whether or not they're raising a bully right now. Because some there are some right now watching right. who are raising You're right. bullies. <laughs> You're right. And so I just, okay. What I just described is the characteristic. So if you mm -hmm. have a two-year-old and a three-year-old and they're showing intentional aggression, I'm not saying when they're having a tantrum where they're mad and throwing a toy, 
I don't, I don't want people to exaggerate what I'm saying. This is specific to this behavior. If you see them harming things and you know better, you know, okay, this is sad what he just did to the dog or the cat. Please don't push it under the rug because that dust will come back to bite not only you one day, and even if it doesn't, but someone else. Someone else is going to be bitten you know, buy that dust if you don't clear that dust when it needs to be cleared. So aggressive behavior is just the number one thing. A child, you know, always feeling like they have to control the environment. Now, when kids are two and three, we call it egocentric in my world. They are innately egocentric. So it's just a part of development. However, aggression and egocentric mixed together can be you know, a force to reckon with. And parents know it because even when I when I first did, I had to do this paper for ASU. I had to come up with something that didn't exist, a fact sheet. And I started digging into it. That's how I got into all of this. It was fascinating about the raising of the bully. And I had one a person in my class say, oh my God, all of the description is my son and I'm embarrassed. So it's true for what you just said. There will be parents that are embarrassed or that just don't because they feel it's a reflection of them, but it may not be you. It may be your babysitter. It may be what you're letting your two-year-old watch. A lot of these cartoons show a lot of fighting and aggression. You know, we give them their food and we must present to them what we get. Whatever we put in is what we are going to get out. And if we're getting behaviors, I always say this as a behavioral specialist, a behavior is a line of communication. So if that behavior is off the charts, something's going on in there. And if it's way under the charts, where there's nothing going on, that's something to look out for too. You know, I just lit up inside when you said behavior is a what? Line of what? Communication. <laughs> so let's talk about adults with this line of communication. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> I mean, because you got you got to really talk about that because most people don't want to admit to issues that they have within themselves because we're so accustomed to blaming everybody else for our own problems because we haven't taken the time to look within. So how do you balance that as a as an adult who may not have discovered these types of things about yourself coming along? I'm going to say, I love baseline. Baseline is humility. I say, I always say we can either live on Humble Hill or Ego Valley. Oh, you so about to get us banned. You about to get us banned. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> we about to hit him with the nail. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> There's two places we could choose. No, but seriously, when you tap into your humility and yourself, it keeps you on baseline and it really opens you up to start seeing yourself. And this is what I say too, even to parents. Right. Some children do learn a behavior from their parents because they're like, ugh, their brains are sponges, but their brains are nosy. Everything's nosy when you're developing, right? right? And so if you sit in a car and someone walks by that's overweight and maybe he made you have to wait longer or something and you say around your kid when they're little, oh, his fat self. I, I don't use these types of words to describe people because I don't judge, but honestly, children are listening. So, and then, and then when they say this to someone and parents are embarrassed, oh my God, he called my aunt fat. Well, where did he get that word from it too? Seriously. Right. So right. it's not, it's not about judging the parents. It's just about inviting them in for a shift. 
that's all shift out of that whatever you do and if you feel like you need to do those things just please don't do do them around them they're learning this from somewhere and like once again you have providers to it a lot of parents work and they drop them off to daycare or we cousins who they just watch who who's watching your children because you, you have to know what's being fed to them that's their environment our environment is our food so you know that's it could correct. be a little spicy it could be a little bland it could be a little crazy you know it's just like that and that is what's going into your child so you, you must police that but as adults we need to face ourselves COVID is a wonderful time to do this because we have extra time it is not a wonderful place that we're in mm -hmm. as a country that's another show but it seriously is a time where you can self-reflect and it's just about removing those judge lenses to yourself right. and replacing them with love lenses to yourself love whatever you see first accept it and then start hashing it down knocking it down one by one okay maybe i shouldn't say this around my kids maybe i shouldn't say this in general Right. But people are just people are just so worried and concerned about what the outside view is that they don't want to address these things. No one is perfect. You know, we all have issues. What? And Nobody's we, perfect? No one's perfect. <laughs> I'm shocker. <laughs> no, is you know that. But I'm saying in that imperfected perfection mm -hmm. we can do things you know like a diamond has to be faceted if people only really knew what it goes through to, to come out when we buy it what it looks like beforehand what it feels like how rough and we are that so we just have to start faceting ourselves but we have to do it from humble hill humble that's hill begin. that's right now if you just joining us we are talking to the fascinating <laughs> you like how i describe you right Yes, thank you. <laughs> the fascinating Tara Lynn Towns, founder <laughs> of the Tiny Be Mighty anti-bullying movement. I'm telling you guys, you guys. Now, Tara, tell them how they can get in touch with you guys. So you can go to our website, tinybemighty.org. And I'm I'm refraining from saying www because my daughter says, Mom, please don't do that anymore. You don't have to say that, right? Don't say, I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, did you just say WW? I'm like, okay, not anymore. I'm banned from WW. Tinybemighty.org. And then in a couple of weeks, thebullyingbuddy.com. We have the website. We cannot launch anything until the beta testing is done. So we just, I'm so excited about that um, because it is a resolution. So that's how we can be reached on our website. You can email us. I'm on social media under my name, Tara Lynn Towns, on my LinkedIn. We have the Bullying Buddy and Tiny Be Mighty on Instagram. Also me, Tara Lynn Towns on Instagram, on Facebook. We're all over, guys. Everywhere. 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 Tara Lynn Towns. So before we get out of here today, what is something else you want people to know about you? I, I know all the, all the men are watching, like, is she single? You get that a lot, don't you? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do get that. <laughs> you walk in the room, they don't expect you. They're like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Bullying? I think I can get with that. <laughs> oh, something that I don't know. I'm, I'm also a published author of a children's book. That's right. That What's the title of that book? 
The book is called Tiny But Mighty. I'm in stores in Georgia and Arizona, Barnes and Noble, and we are online, um, Walmart, Amazon, we're everywhere. So the book is, it, it's a fascinating book about a little tiny print. Okay. And now a lot of people, next week we have a uh, phenomenal publisher that's going to be on the show. And people always want to know about, you know, because a lot of people have ideas, but they right. don't know how to take those ideas and put them into book form. So can you tell our audience real quick about the process of how long it takes to write a book and what they can do sitting at home right now during a pandemic to probably put yes. out some ideas and things that they have? Yes, it actually. So the children's book that I wrote, um, Tiny But Mighty, that took me a month to write the book. But it took about, I would say about maybe three months to go. And I, I'm self-published. And, okay. and that's something that people need to know. Are you going to go with the company? Or are you going to be self-published? I own all the rights to everything. So that is a good way to go. But if you want to go the other way, I don't, I don't, I don't want to tell anyone to do anything. It's whatever you want. <laughs> but at, my second book has taken me um, almost close to a year now to finish it just because we got so bombarded with the mission. And I haven't really had the time. But now I have... A little bit of extra time and so um that's it you know something put your put your your thoughts to the pen to the paper make it happen you guys this is a time this is a time to come out swinging whenever we get to come out and however it is even our new normal you can do things that when you know when you turn the key to your door to, to go back out there and things will let up a little bit more that you can be ahead of the, the game you can be ahead of the race and I also want people to know that I, I do have, I'm a singer and I uh -oh. do have a, I have a song called About Love where we recorded a music video. The song is done and that will also be released very, very soon. So that's something that I don't know if everyone knows that, that I sing, but yeah. I didn't know it. Mm -mm. Okay. I didn't and I'm know a, that I'm all. a pescatarian too. I'm a pescatarian. Uh-oh. Seafood <laughs> only, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, well, thank you so much for joining us. We're definitely going to bring you. you back later on in the season so we can get an update on what you got going on, how the app is coming along. Maybe you can give a little demonstration of how to work it to a lot of people Yay. right here on the show. So thank you so much for stopping thank by. You so much. We really appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Tara Lynn Towns, Tiny Be Mighty. <laughs> Up next, we have the uh, secret expert, Fred McGee. He's coming along in the peak, too. We'll see y'all in a minute.